The hits keep coming. Welcome to Season 3 of The Disintegration Station with your conductors Ryan, Eric, and AJ. Today, Ryan and Eric sat down with a special guest, Glenn Merlin Johnson from the Adaptive Design Group, as well as Patch McNulty from CET. They discussed lighting design and so much more. So, check your resolutions, turn up your radios, and tune in now, here on The Disintegration Station. Welcome to the Disintegration Station. This is your conductor, Ryan. We have a few other conductors here today. I'll introduce, uh, or actually, you could do it yourself. Yeah, this is Eric with Disintegration. And then uh, over there? Uh, this is Patrick with CET and Associates. And our special guest? Glenn Johnson. Oh, Glenn Merlin Johnson from Adaptive Design Group. Thank you, Glenn Merlin Johnson, for coming on the Disintegration Station. And uh, this is exciting. I'm really glad to have you here. Um, we're here at the CET space, and uh, I, I would like maybe if I could give you the opportunity to explain a little bit about what you do and a little bit about what Adaptive is. Excellent. Thank you very much, Ryan. Um, Adaptive Design Group, we're architectural lighting design and engineering firm. We do the luxury residential world and have for 38 years, and right now is the most exciting time really in, in my business because of the technology that's available and the intelligent lighting and, and integration systems. And it does require an entire modern team to pull together all this technology today. And specifically, and working directly with the architect and interior designer, having um, the uh, integrator and the lighting designer all communicating up front, that's the only way to have success today. And CET is a, a wonderful partner as well. Um, and we're here at their facility in Colorado, um, along with Integration, and excited to be here. Yeah, we're always excited to be back at CET. It is a really cool experience space that you've got going on. Some cool Ketra lighting. We've got some really great demos with clients over the next two days. Uh, so it's been unique. And um, Glenn, if you can, uh, maybe a little bit about your background of how you got started in the industry and, you know, where, where you come from. Well, uh, San Francisco Bay Area really was the birthplace of, of lighting design, uh, architectural it's not, lighting design. Not easy design. to do business there, though. There must be a lot of regulations you had to work Well, on. it's true. And it was the best time to uh, work through the electrical contracting world, which was our trade background, actually, was in electrical contracting and working in one of the most difficult towns for code compliance and things. And so um, my father actually started a, um, a design build firm called Artistic Lighting and Electric in the San Francisco Bay Area. And he trained up his boys, there's uh, three of us, Dwayne, Glenn, and uh, Eric, uh, in his practice. And we did design and build in the luxury um, estates around San Francisco Bay Area and Atherton, Los Altos, Saratoga, all of those. Uh, this was years and years ago. And uh, so went through the whole uh, training and apprenticeship in electrical. And then my father, there was, wasn't really any courses being taught on lighting design per se. F figure it out, make it look good, make it work. Yes, we'd put it on paper, then we'd put the bags on and install it and go, oh man, that didn't work. And so, um, but now, um, you know, 25 years later, we actually, I wrote a book called The Art of Illumination, 
um, residential lighting design, published it 25 years ago, went to McGraw-Hill and got it in 25 colleges and universities teaching about the art of illumination, applying illumination artistically and then adding the technology. Particularly today, it's you know all intelligent. Everything is processor-based. And so that was uh, the background and I moved to Los Angeles, had an office on Wilshire Boulevard, company called Lighting by Design. Also, I was still building the project, designing and building, doing a lot of homes in Beverly Hills, Bel Air, and, and, um, and then ultimately got completely out of the contracting side and went purely design and engineering. Smart, smart. That's <laughs> well, a good move. <laughs> Save. Yeah. And uh, I'd imagine you saw the really unique iterations of early smart homes, early automation that was probably in some way cobbled together because the brands weren't working and, and you really had to make things work, how to make it beautiful. And, um, you know, I think you led the way our industry has been moving as far as lighting is concerned in high end residential projects. You probably contributed to a good bit of that. Well, yeah, we were there at the beginning, the inception of integrated dimming control, right? Um, with the various companies, you know, starting with the company called Light Touch and uh, which actually was my introduction to Utah from California, uh, was to go up to uh, Light Touch for some training. And when we saw this integrated lighting control system and then ultimately a processor controlling that, that was a brand new tool and very, very exciting tool for us in the lighting field. Sure. And then, of course, you know, many other products folded, uh, unfolded from, from that line. And uh, we've been there in the beginning with all these uh, integrated dimming control systems. Now in Park City, where CET also has some uh, footprint as well. And um, I know, you know, we're all here together and we all kind of work together in a unique capacity because we don't compete at all, but we all support the projects in order to make them uh, completely whole. Uh, so there's nothing, you know, we, we do the installation, we do the product, you do the design and CET is the overall resource to make all of these things happen more or less. Right, Patrick? Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of the intermediary and, you know, we've obviously, I've only known Glenn for a couple of years now, but we've developed a great relationship and uh, Adaptive shares a space with us actually in Park City. So mm -hmm. we're in the same office out there and I can tell you just my introduction to Glenn and kind of, uh, you know, talking to him over the years now, I'm much more susceptible to bad lighting. Yeah. In, in restaurants, everywhere I go, you know, I always used to look at the speakers and all those things just being in the AV industry. But now the lighting is so much more important to me. And I tell my wife, I'm like, oh, that's terrible. It's the glare. You know, it's it's Glenn's whole thing about it's it's the light that glows, the glare and all that. And, you know, even the, the time we've been here at our space, him and, you know, Chris, um, who works for him, did some adjustment to our catcher lights here. And I mean, it's night and day difference how good it looks in here now. Yeah, you thought it, I mean, I would have thought it looked amazing in here. And then you guys did the aim and tuning session and we had a full table that's, I don't know, 12 feet long, fully illuminated, which is two wash lights. And it's like pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to make a point. You yeah, know, I, I think it's pretty rare. It seems like in the design world that you have actual hands-on experience from contracting and then merging into the design world it just seems like maybe a lot of designers don't actually have the hands-on experience or contracting experience prior 
So like knowing exactly what the issues can be in the field and just, you know, I, I think that's a, a pretty good background. I've, I've always loved uh, going into meetings when people don't know us and uh, whether it's New York or Connecticut or Florida and most people have their arms folded and oh no, here comes another lighting designer, guy wearing, wearing loafers from out of town, you know, what is this all about? And then in 30 minutes, you know, everybody's completely diffused because, you know, it is a team. It is an entire process and it is complex. Doing what we do today is complex. And so we have to sort everything out, work with the architects, the interior designers to meet the owner's needs ultimately. And then have that ability to speak to the electrical contractors when they say, you can't do that. We say, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to push mean, the boundary. Yeah, it's been a refreshing process for me to see and, you know, just how it's made it easier to, like, be able to figure this stuff out up front. And, you know, just the, the process seems to go seamless. And it just I'm enjoying to see the process and how all this is going to come together. It just makes complete sense. So. I appreciate you know, as far as the adaptive what everybody's method. doing the adaptive method you know us as the modern design group yeah I feel like it's it's so great and refreshing to see it finally you know coming together I on think these projects anecdotally because we all met yesterday there was a unique experience where we had to tell a client that a light bulb may or may not cost a thousand dollars or more but and, and that you know might seem uh, obscure to say how much a light bulb is, but it's because of the system that it's involved in, and it made a lot more sense to the client once we explained and communicating. The light bulb has a lot more than just smartness to it. You actually omit a lot on the labor, on the material, and the system actually starts to become more cost effective, even though it's such an expensive, you know widget in the ceiling so anecdotally that was just a really unique thing to to you know kind of get across engage the client with and then have them be receptive to say hey that's actually not so bad um, so that was really unique well the reality as well is that lighting is all about art it's all about an experience that we're creating for the clients and our job is to show them what tools are available today um, and there are so many new tools, and Ketra being one, which is just extraordinary what you can do with it. And if people are just looking at line items on a, on a piece of paper of a bill of materials, you know, the red pen's going to come out, and they're going to, what do you mean $1,100? They're going to just scratch it out. Well, particularly if the builder is in charge, you know, those are going to go out. Yeah, and I think yeah. it does take the design the modern design team to thoroughly explain the real value proposition of that technology no one could just say you know i'll just buy it from a line item on a sheet it deserves the conversation and the attention uh, that we're that we give it yeah i'm curious of you know the cost comparison of doing a panelized lighting versus doing you know daisy chain 20 amp circuit uh ketra lights you know and where is that you know cost value come in and uh, you know the labor on the front end versus the labor on the back end. You know how much labor's um, saved with you know little programming time because Lutron has it already built in. So I think it would be a nice, good you know cost analysis to bring to the table. And it sounds like you guys have that put together. But I'm really interested in hearing more about you know how we can show that and you know because that's the first thing with customers it's budget it's like what's the number eleven hundred dollars yeah. well 
but look at everything and where the money's allocated, then it makes sense. So Yeah, and I think, you know, so Lutron has a catcher cost estimator tool that essentially kind of can take those factors of the labor costs and all of the wiring costs and input that information and then spit out, hey, this is what it would cost with a catcher system, you know, because you're not running switch legs. Um, it is just a daisy chain. You know, yeah. 100 fixtures on a 20-amp circuit is, is quite, a, quite a lot of fixtures. And as yeah. we talked about yesterday, it's really tailoring to that experience and explaining the experience behind it because you're living with this every single day you know you have the tvs you have the speakers but maybe you don't turn them on every single day you turn your lights on every single day yep. you know and lighting can truly change your mood it can change how you feel good lighting can make you feel good and feel good about your space and you know as as glenn talks about his method with the adaptive method and you know um you know highlighting architecture elements and all these things that were purposely built by these architects and they're so proud of this artistic representation of what they do but then the lighting's horrible you know it's it doesn't really give it a good you know fair shake patrick um a key point besides the cost analysis and things really is the architect because if we're all working together up front with the architect um, and exposing these types of products to the clients, they all, the clients all want what we have to offer, but nobody is really outside of the modern design team articulating what's available, what's the latest and greatest. And so when we come in on board with this modern team with the architect, the interior designer to meet the owner's needs, uh, and with uh, Ketra, it requires us designing and engineering early up front because of the 20 amp circuit and 125 lights looped together in a, on the recessed products. Um, you, you can't do that after the fact. You have to design it in now. Yeah, otherwise you blow the electrician's mind when you show up to the job and say, hey, wire it this way and uh, don't ask any questions. Yeah. And uh, having that at the architect's level where the plans say what they're doing is a lot better than red lines, you know, trying to do such a high end, you know, really robust lighting system off of quick changes in the field is, is really a poor way of doing it. So meeting with the architect is key. I agree. And what I always say too is, you know, budget, everybody, I don't, I mean, all the years I've been working with uh, significant homes, everybody has a budget and they want to talk numbers. Well, we're the ones to talk the numbers, right? This modern team, you know, Syntegration, CET, Adaptive, we can put those budget numbers together to assist the builder to fold that into the plans instead of uh, in the planning process, instead of after the fact, there's nothing more painful for a client to say, gee, I'd like to do this, but we've already wired the house, uh, you know, windows are going in, and why didn't anybody tell us this was available? The other point I was learning, you know, as I'm finishing my basement right now is how much framing that you have to think about when you're doing a lot of the indirect light and lighting, you know, design. It, there's so much involved up on the early design with an architect or, you know, this, you know, like in a room, how you can build the cloud ceiling or pockets, you know, for the indirect lighting. And, you know, all that needs to be thought up, you know, in the early design phase. So it's just interesting, like, we need to be involved how early, you know, in the process where we're so used to just coming in during electrical and it's like, hey, where are we going to place the light fixtures? And it's like, well, wait a minute, we're, you know, we need to stop and think. And so I'm learning a lot in this process, for sure. 
but I, I I think the ability to you know kind of get back to Ketra it's it's the process and the design and all that aspect in the beginning but the ability to tell a client hey in a couple of years if you decide that you don't like these lights grouped into this area we can regroup them and readdress them because these are an intelligent lighting system that's powerful i mean you're not doing that with a traditional lighting system you're stuck with what you got you know so if the if the design phase and the planning isn't good not only you're not going to be happy initially over time what are you going to do you're going to cut ceilings up and re one wire it's it's not a thing you know so you're kind of stuck with that so the ability to change those things and kind of adjust those things over the course of the home as your life changes and maybe your activities change or how you interact with your home changes i think is extremely powerful as well well said well said <laughs> well uh that that being said i, I want to actually throw a curveball to glenn here so Glenn, we, you know, not everybody that listens to our podcast is buying a super high, high end home. And I want to ask you, what is something that, you know, the normal home buyer can do to beautify their space when it comes to lighting, in your opinion, uh, that people maybe don't think that they could do so easily? Uh, I know that's off topic, but I just want to see what you might say about what, what the average Joe can do to have better illumination. Great question, Ryan, and I've got a great answer for it. Um, and we've alluded to it a couple times in this session about the adaptive method. And what I wrote about in the book 25 years ago, uh, highlighted into the book called The Art of Illumination, Residential Lighting Design, was um, the outline of the word adaptive as an acronym for eight layers of light. So you can go home tonight and go into your home and, and see how many layers of light you have in the space. So, so architecture, first thing we want to look at, how are we going to beautify the home by illuminating the architecture? So you can bring in some Torshare lamps or something if you have an existing space to up light into the ceiling. Then the decorative lighting, how many jewels do you have in the space for wall sconces, you know, sofa, table lamps, um, all of that. That's the jewelry piece or uh, D of adaptive. The next A is the art. Is your artwork well illuminated and mm -hmm. appropriately? Um, a, D, A, P, path lighting is P of adaptive. The general lighting, T is task lighting. All the work surfaces are your work surfaces path. illuminated. Your bathroom vanities, your kitchen prep areas. Okay. I. I. I could, I could uh, give you that. <laughs> okay, I is. I is the interiors. Right, the Illumin interiors. illuminating the interior design, coffee tables, hutches, armoires, accenting um, the interior design. And we have uh, V. V is the the, the view. view layer to draw your eye through the windows at night. I like that one. Not that I like it the most, but I like it a lot because I have the mirror effect in my house, and I know it's to view through uh, exterior window, allowing you know, an easier way to see the yard or to see the courtyard without staring at your reflection and being like, who's, in, who's, who's back there? Who's in my yard? It's, uh, I, I really like the highlighting that particular one. It's very important. And then E ultimately is the exterior or the, the landscaping. Once your eye goes through the window, your eye really wants to continue on to, uh, to maximize that view. So that's the logic, the trademarked process of ours actually. Um, but that's the logic to help you think through lighting 
in an existing home or new per, new project coming up. You know, the architects love this. And then we incorporate all that into our drawings and docs and work with the integration team and integrators and CET and put all the parts and pieces together. That was like the perfect answer. Basically, take yeah. an analysis of your home. Are you hitting all the right pieces? It's not saying, do you have the most expensive lights to do all the crazy things? But are you just being conscious of what's being illuminated in your home? Yeah. Who would have fit? thought there was eight layers of light? I know. And yeah. Ryan's the best student at integration. That's because I have his book. I got Glenn's book in my office. Yeah, I, I got just, you that I book. Yeah. Thumb through it. Did so. you read it? I'm, I'm I have started, it, but I, I haven't. It. I just got it, so I'm going to get through it. <laughs> I'm on the audio book. It, it, but it's really interesting because I'm going through all the, you know, the certain Lutron dimmers that, that they had, but I almost just feel like they've just changed it to look more elegant. But the back end part of it is like kind of the same theory, maybe just new RF communication as opposed to wired communication. But it's, uh, I like, I like going through it. So it's, it's quite cool. Should we I demo some of the, I, I was going to say that earlier, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to our, our Wrangler over there, Shelby and uh, Shelby, if you could just press the, uh, I believe it's the mood button. Is what are you trying to do? Make the lights cool. Oh, like all of them. If yeah, you yeah, just yeah. hold the entertain button. So we're going to do a quick, uh, infield demo. There we go. The entertain button on the Elise Lutron keypad over there. Uh, just set all the catcher lights to a really unique aqua color in the space. Yeah, Smurfs entertaining. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As as Glenn would say, the circus. Um, we got the circus lights going. Yeah. And if you uh, if you hold the natural button at the top there, Shelby, just hold it. It should change the whole space back. It's completely different. It's almost like I, my eyes don't even know how to adjust yeah. to that like perfectly see. It wasn't like it just turned to you know natural daylight. It was like a full blend from blue to. 4,000K or whatever we have in here. Yeah, and it's it's so it's natural show right now. So as we've discussed, I mean, natural show, circadian rhythm, and in, you know, layman's terms, basically it follows the time of day. So depending on the time of day, the light's going to adjust to give you the perfect level of light so that, you know, you're waking up in the morning, you push the natural button, it's going to be, a, you know, a lower candlelight style, you know, maybe 2,000 Kelvin, 1,800 Kelvin. And as you progress through the day, it's going to get brighter. As you get to the middle of the day, it's going to be at its brightest point. And as you get towards the night, it's going to kind of go back to a candlelight so that way if you wake up in the middle of the night and it's you know three o'clock in the morning and you push your natural button it's not going to a six thousand kelvin 100 percent. it's adjusting based off the time of day and and you're still happy and not blinding yourself i think that's something people often overlook is the automated nature of lighting and time of day when you press the light because nobody really you know if you're not in the industry you don't really think about like wait what do you mean it's different at 2 a.m when i have to go to the restroom because you know, I got blinded and, and, you know, everybody just deals and they just do that. Um, but it's one thing to just have it naturally occurring where you just feel comfortable every button you press. Think about that ability to wake up in your master bedroom or your bedroom, uh, kids' rooms to the sun rising rather than an alarm clock blaring at, you know, and, and also you can in turn do that with the sun setting with hidden light sources and i mean that's that's what i love uh, about the ketra product is to be able to do that to wake up to the sun and go to sleep with the sun going down
Yeah, much more refreshing. You know, you don't feel as fatigued as I mentioned, and you add the other elements in, like the shading solutions, right? And with the shading solutions combined with the catcher solutions, now you're combining that with the sunlight, the natural daylight, which you know is the best light source. And those shades are going up in the morning slowly, and your lights matching kind of outside. So it really just brings the exterior to the interior, and just makes you feel. I mean, it, it really changes your mood. I mean, it honestly does. I, I'm not big on bright lights. It's not how I operate. I've always, I always, I think I've said it before on a previous podcast. Every client when I worked at Syntegration was like, do you want to turn a light on? I'm like, nah, I'm good. I like the dark, <laughs> you know? And now it's like, yeah, I like lower light and stuff. So again, it's tailored to the experience of what that person wants to experience in their home and the ability to change these things on the fly and have what you want and not be tied into, Oh, I press this button and this light's going to go to the same thing every single time is, is extremely powerful. What type of lighting are you doing in your basement, Eric? Well, I've framed for some cove lighting. So indirect lighting up in the ceiling uh, for like the media bar kind of entertaining space. And then in a bedroom, I framed a soffit out. So there was a little, I guess ledge or indirect spot for lighting in the in the bedroom so that way you know you don't have that you know stark recessed can light just shining down on you all the kind time like but a pocket like a slot in the ceiling right so then exactly it's, so oh, it's cool. like a little shelf above I had built a specific a soffit above the bed but I was able to build that little uh, uh, shelf above it so that way you could you know install some linear light um, and then like in the rec game room area another shelf kind of for some of that indirect you know, linear lighting, so you don't see the, the light source, but you know, you can get that nice glow in the back there. So I still have to figure out the recessed uh, lighting, the more task oriented, I guess, and pathway mm -hmm. type stuff. So I'm only like one or two layers in right now, but um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. So uh, I'm, but it got to you soak thinking. up this this uh it yeah. got you thinking right the oh, layers have got you we're thinking. taking care yeah, of everybody else's layers night, so. we don't have time for our own layers <laughs> lots of layers so. yeah <laughs> it, it's fun though it's fun it's like so. an onion right yeah. lots of layers exactly i think that's a shrek quote exactly yeah. and then wow. in the middle of the onions a nice palladium keypad to control the, the system. exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that's the, great the term i like to use and clients really understand this particularly when we show it in a in a um, on the television or um, big screen, but there's only two kinds of light. There's the glow that illuminates and the glare that obscures. So when you're thinking about recessed lighting and the layers of light, keep the recessed lighting to a minimum if you can. Um, you'll be invited back by the architects too if, if you do that because nobody wants uh, uh, ceilings just littered with recessed lights. So be, because that does introduce glare into the space. So you want to glow the interiors, the architecture, the colors, the finishes, never distract from. So that's the logic for you in your basement. So one of the things I've been battling is all the different products available and like, okay, do I do DMF? Do I do American Lighting? Do I do Lutron? You know, and it's like how can I make all those play together and then I just keep coming back to Lutron and it's like hey this is just going to make it so much easier in the end to program it to for it all to match and the color and the light levels to you know to to match essentially if you're doing tunable white or you know it's not the color stuff that's the fun stuff and 
you know, but like having a blue sky, that's kind of cool. And I think that makes a lot of sense, but a pink ceiling, you know, it's fun for the kids, but you know, I think it goes beyond that and like, Hey, it's a basement. So I want it to feel more light, you know, cause you don't get much light down there. I only have two windows. So I was, you know, you can change that color temperature to, to make it feel more bright in daylight and, you know, during the time of day. So there's a battle between some of those products of like, what do I do where? Um, so that's where I'm struggling a bit. We've got uh, some resources for you. I, I know you have a whole toolkit, a whole toolkit. The modern design team is Glenn has coined. The modern design team does have the whole, you know, toolkit available. And I think that's probably one of the great things is somebody asks a question and everyone's like, I know the answer. I know it'll work. And uh, it's great that we always have that in our head because most people don't have any, you know, hardware tech options. They just Google, Amazon. What do I what do I see online? So I, I feel like when people come and meet us, they they uh, they get a whole lot of knowledge uh, that can help them be more prepared to make decisions as they build their house or remodel their home and. Uh, makes me feel you know warm and fuzzy so <laughs> i just appreciate yeah uh working with you guys and uh yeah it's been uh shed some light for me so. nice uh, it's always that a pleasure good. to you know work with you glenn have you on the integration station i'm sure uh between us as a group cet integration and adaptive we'll have more unique stories of projects that i'll work on together uh thank you again for coming on this integration station this is ryan williams one of your conductors eric fisher with integration Patrick McNulty with CT and Associates. Glenn Merlin Johnson, Adaptive Design Group. Thank you, and we will see you on episode three. Thanks. We are out of time. Thank you, Glenn, for coming in and sharing your expert knowledge on lighting design. Anyone that's interested in learning more about the Adaptive Design Group, go to adaptivedg.com. Anyone that's interested in learning more about smart homes, go to syntegration.com. You have been listening to The Syntegration Station. You can find it on every major platform, Anchor, Google, Amazon, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You also can find it on YouTube. Please like and follow and share with a friend. Until next time, stay smart.